The LA Kings get a much-needed win, literally showing fight against the Canucks. How did Mikey Anderson look in his return to the lineup? And did Jonas Corposalo play his way into being the Kings' playoff starter? We'll talk about that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. The LA Kings snapped their three-game losing skid with a 3-0 shutout win over the Canucks in their final home game of the regular season Monday night. It was a much-needed win in more ways than one for LA. Not only did the Kings hopefully get a little momentum for the playoffs, which start on Monday, but LA also picking up two points in their battle against Seattle for playoff positioning. We'll talk about more a little bit later on that. As for a quick recap of Monday's game, the Kings and Canucks played a scoreless first period in what was, frankly, a Pretty boring 20 minutes of hockey. The Kings had just five shots on goal while the Canucks had seven. Each team had a power play chance that they didn't do much with. Vancouver's was late in the opening period. It spilled over into the second period, and they would not capitalize on that chance. The Kings would finally strike first in that second period. Blake Lazat making a wraparound attempt from behind the Vancouver net. The puck slid off his stick into the front of the net where Arthur Kaliev was there. He tried to put a shot on goal. It was deflected off a Canucks defender, went back to Kaliev, who put his second attempt in the net, and the Kings grabbed a one nothing lead for Kaliev. It was his 13th goal of the season. He's one away from tying his career high set last season. In the third period, Trevor Moore would force a turnover in the Canuck zone. Philip Deneau would pick up the puck. He gave it back to Moore into the corner and then headed towards the net, taking a defender with him. That left defenseman Vladislav Gabrikov open as he jumped up in the play. Moore hit him with the pass, and he put it home to make it 2 nothing Kings for Gabrikov. Uh, he has three goals and nine points in 19 games since joining the Kings. In Columbus, he had three goals and 10 points in 52 games before joining L.A. Fellow defenseman Drew Doughty would ice the game with an empty net goal to wrap it up. 3-0 Kings beat the Canucks for Drew. It was his ninth goal of the season. Goalie Jonas Corposalo uh, stopped all 20 shots he faced in getting the shutout, his first as an L.A. King. And the Kings' first shutout victory since a 6-0 win back on February the 11th against the Penguins. Phoenix Copley was in net for that one. Uh, the Kings finished 26-11-4 this season on home ice, tying their franchise record for most home wins in a season. Uh, now, was this the Kings' best game of the season? No, uh, but it was a solid win that the Kings needed to feel a little bit better about themselves and to help themselves hold on to third place in the division if that's something that turns out to be important. One of the big storylines of the game, obviously, was the return of defenseman Mikey Anderson. He had been out the last five games after taking that controversial hit from Connor McDavid up in Edmonton and suffering some sort of upper body injury. It was speculation that he was suffering from concussion-like symptoms. While watching Mikey's performance uh, Monday night, you would have no idea that he had been injured. You would have no idea that he had missed the last five games. He did not look rusty in any way. He didn't look hesitant at all. 
He was not afraid to mix it up and get involved physically. Uh, his minutes were not restricted. He played 23 minutes and 52 seconds, second only to Drew Doughty for the Kings in most ice time. So great to see Mikey back. Uh, clearly, he has a positive effect on this team defensively, and a healthy Mikey Anderson is very much needed for the playoffs. No reason to believe that anything that happened in last night's game will have any ill effects towards him playing on Thursday in the season finale in Anaheim or the start of the playoffs coming up early next week. We will give you an injury update on the other three Kings players, Gabe Velarde, Alex Edler, and Kevin Fiala in a bit. But other than the win and the shutout, I think the most intriguing thing, and of course, Mikey Anderson's return, the most intriguing thing about Monday's victory was the fact that the LA Kings had two fighting majors. Both Sean Dursey and Adrian Kempe dropped the gloves. Now keep in mind, this is an LA team that going into Monday's game had a total of nine fighting majors on the season. Only four other teams in the NHL have fewer this season. For context, the Ottawa Senators and Philadelphia Flyers lead the NHL with 36 fighting majors apiece. Jersey dropped the gloves midway through the second period and took on Vancouver's Sheldon Dries after a pretty routine hit by Dries on Blake Lazat that did knock Lazat to the ice. Jersey uh, has dropped his gloves occasionally, but certainly not often. This was his second fighting major of this season and fifth of his career. Uh, as for Adrian Kempe, he literally squared off old school style against the Canucks JT Miller after a faceoff with four minutes to play in the third period, where clearly both players had a discussion before the face-off, before the puck was dropped, and decided that they wanted to drop the gloves against each other. Uh, they had been physically going at it throughout the game and whacking each other with their sticks on occasion throughout. For Kempe, it was his third career fighting major and his first since 2019. Now, to be clear, neither of these scraps are going to be featured on HockeyFights.com, and yes, that is a thing. Um, but I give both credit. Each certainly had their heart in it. Um, neither really came close to doing any damage and thankfully also didn't receive any big shots. In the Jersey Dries scrap, both players threw a flurry of punches, but it seemed most of them landed on the shoulders than in the head or the face. Jersey did pop Dries' helmet off with a punch to the face shield. Uh, Kempe literally landed zero punches, and you'd be hard-pressed to even say he really threw any uh, after getting tied up a bit. Uh, I was yelling at my TV, don't get hurt, don't get hurt. Uh, the good news is that JT Miller may have landed two or three punches, but glancing blows. Um, certainly fighting in hockey is not what it once was. And to be honest, I wouldn't even be shocked if fighting eventually was completely done away with in my lifetime, assuming I'm around for about 20 more years. Uh, again, thankfully, Durazi and Kempe did not get hurt. But big picture here is that the Kings have been criticized by fans about their lack of response to some recent hits, and that does include me, specifically on the hit by Connor McDavid on Mikey Anderson. But in general, the Kings haven't really stepped up to defend their teammates lately after some questionable hits. Kings players have been asked about this by the media, so they know that that talk is out there. How much that played uh, into what happened last night, I'm not sure. It was a pretty physical, defensive game. And maybe, you know, players just kind of had enough. Maybe it was bigger than that. Maybe it was some message sending to, you know, not just uh, the Kings opponents, but maybe to the fans and maybe for the Kings sending a message to each other that we are going to stick up for each other. Now, we know that the Kings are not an overly physical team. They are routinely hit, uh, out hit by their opponents each game. But that doesn't mean the Kings shouldn't be sticking up for themselves uh, and their teammates occasionally when it's needed. 
So I thought it was good to see Sean Dursey and Adrian Kempe at least attempt to uh, send a message to their opponent or to each other that we're going to stick, stick together. We're going to step up for each other when necessary. I would say an A for effort, probably a D for, for execution. Uh, there has obviously been a fight going on in net for the LA Kings. Who's going to be the starter come playoff time? We are going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, I want to let you know that today's episode of Lockdown LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. The NBA season uh, is off uh, as far as the playoffs, which start this weekend. But we do have play-in games for the rest of this week. And now is the perfect time to download download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to three-pointers made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So did Jonas Corposalo push himself past Phoenix Copley for the number one goalie job and get the start in game one of the playoffs? After last night's performance, I got to say I am leaning that way. Uh, Corposalo, like I said, stopped all 20 shots that he saw. Now that's not a ton of action and the Canucks are not a playoff team, but Corposalo did make several big saves in that game when it was still to be decided. Uh, he had at least one, what I would call, above-average save in each of the three periods. Uh, so that is something that we need to talk about a little bit with, with Jonas Corposalo, as opposed to Phoenix Copley. Um, and by the way, we have not done this, uh, I believe, since last weekend, with the Kings going on a bit of a little skid. Uh, but we do need to crown a King as our player of the game for the win over the Canucks. And that goes to goaltender Jonas Corposalo for his shutout. Uh, he gets the crown for the player of the game, crown him. So checking the numbers of Jonas Corposalo as opposed to Phoenix Copley, which we have done pretty much every week since they acquired Corposalo at the trade deadline and the two goaltenders were alternating starts. Uh, after the win last night, Jonas Corposalo improved his record with the LA Kings to 6-3-1. and one. His goals against average dropped from 2.27 to 2.03. His save percentage went up from 920 to 926. And again, he recorded his first shutout of the season and just the third this year for the LA Kings. Phoenix Copley and Jonathan Quick had the other two. So let's compare the numbers to Phoenix Copley. And statistically, it is very close as, as it has been uh, for most of this time since the two players were trading alternating starts. Corposalo, again, 6-3-1. Copley's 6-2-1. Corpusalo has a 203 goals against average. Copley has a 218. Corpusalo has a 926 save percentage. Copley is at 915. So again, it is very, very close, as we've talked about recently. To me, the one thing, though, that you have to give the nod to Corpusalo on is that at times he has made some spectacular saves. Phoenix Copley is very solid, but he rarely makes a save above what is expected. Corpusalo has shown the ability to make a big save and rob an opponent of a good scoring chance on occasion and in the playoffs, that could be the difference between winning and losing. I think it's going to be Jonas Corposalo in net for game one of the playoffs uh, for the LA Kings. Um, I, I've said I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix Copley is in net at some point, 
Um, but again, I think right now, and, and maybe this has been the case for a while, I do think it will be Jonas Corposalo in net in game one of the playoffs for the LA Kings. But as I've also said, uh, I wouldn't be disappointed or upset if the decision went either way, but I think it's going to be Corposalo uh, in game number one. And certainly he didn't do anything but strengthen his case uh, to be the number one starter when the playoffs start for the LA Kings with his performance on Monday night against the Vancouver Canucks. Speaking of goalies, we do have some goalie news involving the Kings, a current goalie who's being potentially honored and maybe a future goalie of the LA Kings. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but I did say, wanted to give you an injury update on what's going on with the LA Kings. We told you, of course, Mikey Anderson is back. Um, but what is the situation with the other three Kings players? Uh, and unfortunately, we really don't have any any new news to report. They say that no news is good news. I don't know about that. Um, but, uh, you know, I am not, unfortunately, able to get out at the daily practices to cover the Kings. So we have to rely on some of our friends of the show like the Kings insider, Zach Dooley, uh, like uh, uh, some others as well. Um, and unfortunately, there was no report uh, on the Kings. Maybe they had a day off from practice. Not sure about that as they have uh, one more day and then will play the final game of the regular season against the Anaheim Ducks on Thursday. So nothing new on Gabe Velarde, nothing new on Alex Edler. Again, the last update we had was that they were both wearing red non-contact jerseys in practice uh, on Monday. Um, so they're back on the ice. They are skating, which is a good sign. Uh, as for Kevin Fiala, he was not skating, so no update on his status going forward. Uh, hopefully something new. We'll definitely have something new for the morning skate uh, and the practice coming up for tomorrow, and we'll certainly update you if we hear anything. And, uh, you know, when we're not recording a show and you want to get updated, a good thing to do is to follow this show on Twitter, at Locked on LA Kings, and we will, anything we hear, we Obviously, we'll update you there on social media in between our shows. Uh, we also need to update you on the ever-evolving playoff picture as far as the Kings are concerned and the rest of the Pacific Division. We will do that in just a second. But I do want to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. It's all you need. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let us check in on the playoff race in the Pacific Division. Obviously, the Kings won Monday night while the Kraken were the only other team in action and they beat the Coyotes by a score of four to one. So right now, the Vegas Golden Knights have 107 points with two games left in the season. Tonight, they're hosting Seattle, and then Thursday they're in Seattle for the regular season finale for both teams. Obviously, those are huge games. Uh, Edmonton still at 105 points, two points back of Vegas in the battle for the Pacific Division lead and the number one seed in the West. Oilers also have two games left. They play tonight in Colorado in a big matchup. Thursday they close out the regular season at home against San Jose. Edmonton, by the way, does hold the tiebreaker over Vegas, so if they finish tied in points, 
the Oilers would be the number one seed and win the Pacific Division title, and the Golden Knights would be the number two seed. The Kings are at 102 points, one game left in the regular season. That'll be Thursday in Anaheim. And then there's the Seattle Kraken in fourth place with 100 points, so just two points behind the Kings. They've got two games left, so they have a game in hand on the Kings. They're playing tonight in Vegas, a huge game. Thursday, they host Vegas, so a couple of really tough games for Seattle as they look to close it out. The Kraken do hold the tiebreaker over the LA Kings, so if they finish tied in points, then Seattle would get the number three seed and the Kings would drop to the first wildcard spot. Uh, if, like I said, if Seattle captures that three seed, then the Kings uh, would be the wild card. But right now, as it stands, the Kings would face Edmonton in the first round of the playoffs, but that is not set in stone in any way. Still so many important games to go down the stretch. Um, if the Kings were the number one wildcard team, if Seattle were to catch the Kings and they are tied in points, then Seattle gets that three spot. The Kings are the wildcard team, and they would face the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, in the first round of the playoffs. But that also could change. Edmonton could still win the Pacific. Colorado has not clinched the Central. And if the Kraken lose tonight and the Kings beat the Ducks, L.A. would lock up that number three seed in the Pacific. Now, obviously, if you're a Kings fan, uh, I think you want to win that final game against the Ducks. But if I had my choice... I think I'd rather face the Avalanche over the Oilers. Now, both would be tough opponents, but the way Edmonton has been playing right now, uh, I think I would rather see a potential matchup with Colorado because I believe as the playoff bracket would work as well, the Kings wouldn't see either the Oilers or the Golden Knights until a possible Western Conference final matchup. I think how it works, if the Kings were the number one wild card. They would face the winner of the Central, and then the winner of that game would face the 2-3 matchup of the Central, which as it stands right now, and it could change, is Dallas and Minnesota. And I think I'd rather face <laughs> Dallas or Minnesota in round number two uh, rather than uh, a potential Oilers or Golden Knights matchup. So look, we can't decide it. It's out of our hands. In the end, it is what it is. You're going to have to face a tough opponent one way or another. I'm just saying, you know, it's fun to talk about as a fan. And if I had my choice, I may not be disappointed if the Kings don't hold on to third place in the Pacific, but I don't want it to be because they lost to the Ducks. I want it to be because Seattle earned it by winning their final two games against Vegas head to head, but much, much to be decided as far as that goes. And we'll certainly update you on tomorrow's show as to how the playoff picture looks. Mentioned earlier, we had uh, talked about Jonas Corposalo and Phoenix Copley, but there is some goaltender news to pass along for Phoenix Copley, and he is this year's Los Angeles Kings nominee for the 2023 Masterton Memorial Trophy. Um, now, every team does nominate a player. Uh, this award goes to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Now, typically, this is hockey's comeback player of the year award, and it usually will go to a player who's overcome some sort of illness or major injury or maybe some off the ice issues. Um, that said, I did glance at all of the 32 nominees from across the NHL, and I think Phoenix Copley has a legit chance to win this award, and and I think he is deserving, certainly, of being nominated and, and having a chance at winning this award. When you talk about perseverance and dedication to hockey, I mean, the 31-year-old Copley toiled in the minor leagues for years, sticking to it, never knowing if he would ever finally get that chance to become an NHL regular goal goalie before finally getting his chance this year and absolutely 
running with it, saving the Kings season. He set a franchise record for the LA Kings by becoming the fastest goalie to reach the 20-win mark. He did it in only 29 games. His record overall of 24-6-3 has him second in the NHL, only to Boston's Linus Olmark, who is going to win the Vezina Trophy as a top goalie this season. Uh, we're talking about winning percentage. Copley is second only to Linus Olmark. Copley has a winning percentage of 697. Um, now, can you name the last LA King to win the Masterton Trophy? Uh, I had to look it up. Uh, it was for the 1990-91 season. His number is in the rafters at Crypto.com Arena. I feel like we're playing an off-season edition of Name That King. He wore number 16. Uh, that would be Dave Taylor, King's legend. Uh, he was the last one to win the Masterton Trophy. Uh, two other Kings have also won the award. Bob Bourne in the 1987-88 season and Butch Goring in the 1977-78 season. By the way, I was, um, I was selected by the LA Kings to vote on their player awards for this year. I'll uh, I'll hold off on that until the award winners are named, but I will say that I voted for Phoenix Copley for a pretty major award for the Los Angeles Kings this season. And again, very deserving of being nominated for the Masterton Trophy. And I think has a legit chance of winning that trophy. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we do have another quick rain report checking out uh, on the LA Kings AHL affiliate in Ontario. Uh, and it's more goalie news as Eric Portillo did sign a amateur tryout agreement with the Ontario Reign and practiced with the team for the first time on Monday. The 22-year-old native of Sweden helped the University of Michigan win back-to-back -back Big Ten championships and had back-to-back -back Frozen Four appearances in 2022 and 2023. Uh, he secured 60 wins during his NCAA career and 87 appearance appearances. Uh, in his career with the Wolverines, he had a career goals against average of 249 and a save percentage of 918. That was in three seasons at Michigan. He was originally drafted by the Buffalo Sabres in the third round, 67th overall in the 2019 draft. Uh, but apparently he didn't feel that his chances of playing for Buffalo were great. Uh, they do have a young goalie named Devin Levi, who they've just called up, who maybe is the future in net for them. So he decided he was not going to sign with the Buffalo Sabres and was going to be a free agent after the season. The Kings said, hey, we'll give you, a, give you a draft pick in exchange for the rights to him. Buffalo said, okay. Uh, and the Kings picked him up on March the 1st. Uh, it is expected that Portillo, um, as Harvard's Alex Laferriere did the other day with the Kings, that he will, after signing this amateur tryout, eventually sign his pro contract with the Kings at some point uh, before next season. Could be anytime soon. Um, as for him making his debut with the Ontario Reign, they are back in action on Wednesday on the road, um, and Ontario has wrapped up a playoff spot, so wouldn't be surprised to see Eric Portillo make his pro debut on Wednesday. If so, we'll be make sure to let you know how he did. Uh, we've talked about it before. The Kings don't really have a young goaltending prospect for the future currently in their organization uh, so it is possible that Portillo could be that guy. Uh, obviously, a long way to go before he gets there, but he did have does have an impressive resume. Uh, played some big time college games at the University of Michigan. Uh, once he signs that pro contract, we'll certainly see him at the Kings rookie camp and development camp coming up in the off season. And uh, he is a guy we will certainly keep an eye on going forward as a goaltending prospect for the LA Kings. So that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, we are scheduled to have a special guest or guests on tomorrow's show. I'm planning another 
Pacific Division Roundtable as we go into the playoffs. Reached out to the hosts of Locked On Golden Knights, Locked On Oilers, and Locked On Kraken to see if we can get another uh, group show going on. Obviously, it's a little difficult trying to figure out everybody's schedule, uh, so we still don't have that set in stone at this point, but that's the plan for tomorrow's show. If it doesn't work out, we may have to call it audible, but we'll see. We plan on having a special guest for tomorrow's show. Um, we will have our weekly LA Kings fan feedback show on Thursday. If you have any comments or questions about the LA Kings as we get ready for the playoffs, you're welcome to send me an email, lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, obviously you can post your comments below. I do read all the comments and really appreciate it. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.